You're listening to the Elite Insights Podcast from the Victorian Institute of Sport. Each fortnight, our VIS experts put the spotlight on different aspects of high-performance sport in a way that we can all relate to and learn from. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Victorian Institute of Sport Podcast Elite Insights. I'm your host, Jess Whitby, and today we're going to be talking about personal excellence. And I guess personal excellence isn't something that might come to mind straight away when you think about elite sport, but it's actually quite important to our athletes and to us here at the VIS. Um, So to do that, I'm joined by our personal excellence coordinator here at the VIS, Bernadette Sarakoski, and one of our diving athletes, Annabelle Smith. How's it going, guys? Great. Thanks for the opportunity, Jess, and great to be working with you, Annabelle. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you guys on the program today. So I guess let's start right at the core of it. What is personal excellence? So the personal excellence program at the VIS uh, supports our motto, which we value highly, called success in sport and life. So we want our athletes to achieve excellence on the sporting stage but also have a good dual career in plan in place. That can be work, volunteer work, study, uh, pursuing their career in any capacity. Um, so that's the main purpose of our program. And we've, we've found that if they've got a good solid dual career in place, that will assist longer term with their transition from elite performance. Yeah, right. So I guess how at the VIS do we strive for personal excellence? So as part of uh, the whole ethos of the Institute, we want athletes to be thinking about excellence in every domain in their life. So it's not just about segmenting it to athletic performance. We want to have athletes thinking about their decision making and, and aiming and striving for personal excellence in every part of their life. So it's a very holistic program. When when athletes come on scholarship, they have access to a whole range of services. That includes obviously coaching and support with international travel and competition, uh, psychology services, strength and conditioning, sports science, medicine, nutrition, and a whole range of other areas, including personal excellence. So it's really holistic program. Yeah, and I guess you touched on before, the different forms personal excellence can take. I guess, Annabelle, as an athlete, what does personal excellence look like for you? I think for me, um, right from the start of my sporting career and even how I've been brought up, my parents were always aware that I had to, you know, focus on things outside of my sport as well as, you know, putting my best effort in my sport. Um, So I think from an early age it was more still doing well at school and trying to manage your schooling um, as well as trying to, to trying to be your best at training. So as a whole, personal excellence for me just means balancing my life and making sure that I have things outside of my sport that I can focus on and that I know one day when I hang up my babies, I'll have other things to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well, I think during my sporting career, you know, learning different things and having um, the opportunity to take part in little short courses or little programs that the VIS provides for its athletes has really helped, um, yeah, just helped me to grow as a person and I guess that makes me a happier happier person and then a better diver, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I guess you said that balance and you saying that balance is just so important. Why do you think it's so important? I guess for me, in times where I haven't utilised the services or if I've just put my head down and tried to focus just on diving, they're the times where I've realised that my performance in the pool has gone down or I feel really stressed and sometimes that turns into me feeling unmotivated or um, something like that. So I think, yeah, when I've utilised those services and broadened my horizons and realised that my life is not just pocketed into my diving career, then I've really benefited from that and my performance has also benefited. Wow, that's really cool. That's really interesting. I guess, Bernadette, do you see that a lot with the athletes you work with? Yeah, so I think what Annabelle's touched on there is what we call athlete athletic identity and um, we believe here at the VIS obviously that athletes have a strong identity about performance but we, they're first of all a person and so um, if, if an athlete identifies too strongly with that component then when that athletic performance or is not good or isn't there then that can have a whole effect on the individual. So what we do is um, hoping that the athlete has these other dimensions in their life so that if, if they have a bad day at the pool or on the track, if they go and do something, be it work uh, or study, that freshens them up psychologically and takes them to another space. So you're not in a bad space from your, from your diving performance or your athletic performance on the track. You just give yourself a break and then when you come back, you're fresher for that opportunity. Athletes that don't have that, we find um, just focus so fully on their sport that um, that can be detrimental to their health and well-being. Yeah, and I guess how, how closely do you work with the athletes to ensure that they're having that balance and that they're not going to suffer, I guess, when their athletic um, performance doesn't go so well? So when an athlete comes on scholarship at the VIS, we meet with them face-to-face and we get to know them um, pretty well, what their aspirations are, what their family context is. Um, and we, the most important thing is that we establish a relationship with the athlete. And then we meet with them periodically um, during the year. Um, that can be at training. I visit the training at the pool, catching up there with the athletes and their parents. Um, and then there's a whole range of other opportunities that we're offering athletes and touch points for the program. Every athlete's different and every athlete's pathway and career choices are different. So what we do is we basically offer uh, a suite of services and the athlete can tap into them at any time that they wish. And I can remember Annabelle coming out to when we first met, coming out to your beautiful school, Sacre Coeur, and meeting you at year 11 or 12 when you were heading off to the Com Games at that stage and met with the school and they were amazingly supportive and that's when the journey of our work with Annabelle started. Um, from there we moved to a university selections um, and Annabelle can share what she chose to do. And then from there, just linking with uh, the university, at times Annabelle's taken leave of absence or sat exams in different settings. We've also supported Annabelle with various short courses that she's been a part of. So 
that continual touching base with the athletes to make sure that they're feeling supported and that any issues or concerns are being managed at the time. What we don't want is a stressed athlete. Mm -hmm. A stressed athlete will not perform optimally. And um, Annabelle mentioned it earlier, it's about feeling happy, feeling controlled, not feeling overwhelmed, feeling balanced and having good direction with her sport and with her life. Yeah, so I guess if Bernadette, your services, I guess you're constantly offering these opportunities, how often are you tapping into these opportunities? I guess like how important is it for you to tap into what they're offering? I think it's really important and I I guess I've learnt as I've gotten older that I need to take responsibility to yeah. seek help or seek assistance if I need it. Um, but I've also been lucky that Bernadette's always on my case. And <laughs> if I go quiet for a little bit, I, uh, I get an email just wondering how I am, which is great yeah, because yeah. if I didn't have that, um, you know, maybe I wouldn't reach out or um, wouldn't keep in close contact. But yeah, like Bernadette said, right from the start when I was at school, if I hadn't have had the assistance of Bernadette and the personal excellence department at that time, I wouldn't have been able to do well at school and also been able to compete at the Commonwealth Games. So Bernadette worked closely with my teachers to reduce my schooling program, but which also allowed me to get really great VCE results. Um, and then again, moving into uni, and I relocated to Brisbane for a few years straight after school and liaising with the, um, uh, the athlete advisors up in Queensland also helped for a smoother transition into uni. Yeah. Um, and then once I've moved back, re-touching with all the, touching base with all the teachers at the new university and making sure everyone's on the same page. So yeah, the communication has always been really great with the VIS and with Bernadette and I think that's when a program is going to be most successful is when everyone is communicating and um, I guess from an athlete's perspective if you know you've got the support team around you who know what you're going through or know where you're at and with your studies and with your life in general then they can provide a better service to you so yeah I guess being open um, to those around you who yeah. can help has really been beneficial for me. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely a two-way street, I guess. Like, you're working with them, they're working with you. Um, so, talking about that sport-life balance, I guess, when you're at university and at school, how hard is it to find that balance of elite sport and things outside of your sport? Yeah, so it comes back to an individual, perform individual scenario and also what their performance plan is. So, obviously, if you're the lead-in to a World Championships major event, Com Games or Olympics, that's got to be the major focus. So what we do is we choreograph um, the activities around that. Um, one of the great advantages that we have got is a great relationship with schools mm -hmm. and also we have a national program that's been established called the, the Elite Athlete Friendly University Program. So that's been an absolute godsend in the sense of um, the universities are all signed up uh, through the Sports Commission to be athlete friendly. So in Annabelle's case, um, she's had an extended period of time to undertake her degree, which is great. She's just steadily plodding through. We're nearly almost there, um, one final placement to do. But um, 
what we've been able to do is liaise with the university and Annabelle's been extremely proactive in that to um, plan out her curriculum to ensure that uh, there are no gaps and that she'll complete the course as designed. She's at Australian Catholic University in Melbourne and uh, they've been absolutely wonderful and always have been doing exercise science. Um, and uh, that means that we liaise directly with the staff to make sure that the assessments are suitable and completed and the academic program is on target. Yeah, I guess you'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess for Anna, how did you know when you found that sport life balance? I guess, especially transitioning from school where you kind of like school's the focus and year 12 and com games like you said finding that balance compared to finding the balance at university yeah i guess it made it a bit more difficult when i left school because when you're at school you've got the structure and i was training in the morning and then going straight to school going straight back to training after um, and going home and that was my every day whereas moving into uni and having a bit more freedom during the day i had to make sure I became a little bit more disciplined to um, take responsibility for what I was doing and to make sure I was planning my days well because I didn't have the structure of school. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the balance became maybe not more important, but I was just more aware that I had to put a bit more effort into balancing my life. Um, I guess the it becomes more your responsibility rather than... Yeah. Your school's pretty much planned out for you. and Exactly. And at school, you don't really know any different. Um, yeah. But when you are at uni and you don't have teachers chasing after you and you have to put in a bit more effort on your own, um, that becomes a bit of a challenge. But I think from it, because I've been an elite athlete from a young age and through the VIS, I've learnt great time management skills. So I, I used those skills and transferred them into when I started uni. Um, because I travel a lot for diving, so yeah. if I wasn't on top of my studies or contacting my teachers, um, then I would fall very far behind. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad I've been able to manage that. Yeah, and I guess talking about these other skills, so you mentioned time management. I know Bernadette, you mentioned these a little bit earlier. Personal excellence, is it just about career, job? Yeah, no, good work. point. Yeah, it's we're, we're broader than that. What we're trying to do, and Annabelle is such a great example um, of that, is that we want Annabelle to be a great ambassador for herself, her family, all of the education sectors that she's been a part of, um, and all the sporting organisations. And she's what we're trying to build is a sense of professionalism, accountability, resilience, integrity and responsibility. They're our core elements of the program and really it's about progression, managing your dual career and this sport life. At the heart of it is decision making. So that takes obviously maturity and as Annabelle said, you know, she's matured into a senior athlete at the world stage, an Olympic medalist. Um, and so we're not expecting everybody to know everything, but what we try to do is stay close to the individual um, to support them at the various stages on their athletic career. So it's not just about um, career and education, it's broader management of life skills. 
looking for those hot spots to manage um, and minimise stress for optimal performance in life and in sport. Yeah, and I guess how do you, so we've got all those core elements, what does personal excellence do to, I guess, develop this time management in Annabelle or this responsibility in our athletes? So the best way to do it is to sit down one-to-one and to look at, map out what is the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not rocket science. It's really just um, writing down what the personal goals are in in every domain. And that can be um, looking at what's happening in the sporting area, but also in other areas of life. And then just breaking them down into reasonable packages. Often... um, Athletes can get a sense of uh, feeling overwhelmed with, with, with what's happening because decisions are made around them. Um, whereas what we try to do is support the athlete to take ownership and uh, manage their own lives um, comfortably. Yeah. And I guess from my point of view, um, if we take out just the, my career and my uni and my studies, Personal excellence, well, the personal excellence program has also provided me. I did a leadership uh, program through the VIS, which, you know, helped me think broader and um, also made me realise my responsibility now as a senior athlete and how I can positively affect the younger athletes and um, be a great example for my sport. And also last year, I was lucky enough to participate in a gratitude workshop, which was run through the Um, whole AIS personal excellence program and just programs like that which made me think differently to how I may have previously thought or just opened my eyes to different ways um, that can all help my athletic performance so yeah it's been really great in lots of aspects of my life and not just my career. Yeah nice yeah I think that's really nice it's a really wholesome picture I guess it's not just like these are what we're doing it's like these are also all the skills help you be that person that you would like to help you do all those things that you would like to do I guess um so I guess last week we had a chat to Bill and Jay and we're talking about coaching and how as coaches they see their role in a sense of also looking at the whole picture of the athlete and making sure their athletes have this sport life balance and that they're also hitting the mark in their personal excellence in what their goals are in life and all those different things. So I guess, Bernadette, how do you work with not just athletes like uh, Annabelle, but also with their coaches to make sure that everything's fitting together? We did talk about how you work with their schools, and I guess Annabelle's university is a great example of that. What about with the coaching team? Yeah, so that's really, really important for us to be a part of the coaching team and the support staff for the athlete. If you think of an image of putting the athlete in the middle and then the support staff around them, um, that's the best way to consider the opportunities that that um, are available. Coach buy-in and support is absolutely critical. And um, in Annabelle's case, what we do with the diving program is that we have what's called integrated service provider meetings quite regularly with the coaches and the coaching staff. And what that does is that gives us the opportunity as providers, if you're the strength and condition of the person or the doctor or the nutritionist, we're all sitting there um, just listening to what the athlete's program is coming up and uh, it's an opportunity to share that knowledge so that we're not isolated. 
So it's really critical as a provider with the with the team that you're not you're not working in isolation to the other components of the program. So yeah, that's that's really critical. Coach communication, um, involvement of the coach, support of the coach. Of course, we don't want to interfere with any aspect of the training program. That's not our role. So it's really critical that we have a clear understanding of what the plan is then we can support around the athlete. We're sort of like the supportive scaffolding. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's a, that's a really good analogy, actually. I quite like that. Um, so I guess here at VIS, we have people like you, Bernadette, and the personal excellence team, and your, your specialty is really making sure that the athletes are able to have something else going on in their life other than just elite sport. Um, and I guess people at a grassroots level, they might not necessarily have that scaffolding, I guess, um, so I guess how is is personal excellence still important for athletes at a recreational level? Oh, definitely. I think um, uh, at all levels, um, junior, more senior, and even in professional sports, uh, it's really important that uh, athletes, for the same reasons we mentioned earlier about balance and their f and securing their future that there's always that opportunity to grow your personal skills beyond the sport. Um, some sports can be particularly brutal. You can be a part of them for two or three years and then that can cease. Um, so we, it's really important for individuals in the public who love their sport to really continue to pursue what they love doing outside of their sport. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm convinced that they will perform better and um, in the long term uh, be a healthier um, and better citizen um, with that balance. Yeah, and I guess Annabelle is someone who's come up, and I mean, you're an elite athlete from quite a young age, but even prior to being at the VIS, how were you managing that balance? Um, I guess before I came into the VIS when I was, I think about 14, so I was pretty young. Um, I was playing a lot of other sports and I guess as a kid I probably didn't think much mm -hmm. about balancing my life outside of what I was you know, playing on the weekends. But I think just being involved in sport, I was able to learn skills that could transfer into um, my everyday life and from a young age then because I was involved in so many sports, I learnt discipline, I learnt hard work. Um, and then I think my parents would help me balance that outside of my sport. So I think I was happy to be playing, you know, netball, soccer or something for every hour of the day. But um, my parents reminded me that I'm not just a sporty person. I also have to do my homework. I have to help around the house. I have to, you know, yeah. go visit my grandparents and um, be more than just a sporty kid. So, yeah, I definitely learnt that from a young age, but was, you know... I guess my eyes opened even wider when I was introduced to the VIS and um, had a lot of help just in balancing from the start with school and my sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, like you said before, with schools, it's kind of like the structure's already there for you. You're not really thinking about it. It's definitely think something I think is more emphasised once you finish school and you have less structure and it's finding that balance there. Um, I guess the other as aspect of personal excellence to talk about is those decision-making skills, that responsibility. And I guess those are all still very important skills to have, even at a recreational level. 
um, and leadership, like you said, and being a role model to younger athletes. What can grassroots or recreational clubs do and teams do to encourage those skills more and those elements of personal excellence within their clubs? Yeah, look, I think at the local level, um, it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, build those soft skills, as we call them, for their athletes. So, so a lot of them will have programs that they're running, maybe mentor programs or activities. Um, and it's wonderful to see people thrive in sport. There are so many skills that are developed, as, as Annabelle mentioned, leadership, communication skills, overcoming adversity when the athletes get injured, um, resilience, bouncing back, um, coping with disappointment, um, communication and, and expressing yourself, and public speaking, and then travelling. Um, some of our athletes, you know, or junior athletes, travel interstate. So all of those opportunities are wonderful, wonderful life experiences and foster personal development and growth. So I would just encourage all sporting communities to just think about the development of the individual uh, alongside their sport, and many do, which is fantastic. And um, that's something that what happens is it builds those opportunities and the athletes, when they leave us here at the VIS, are significant leaders in the community, not only in their sport, but in their profession and obviously for many of them giving back um, in the community. So all of those wonderful transferable skills can be applied to other settings post their sporting career. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important that it's those soft skills as well, like you said. Um, that's about it, guys. That's all I have for you. Um, thanks for coming on the show today. I found that really interesting. I guess it's great to hear. We haven't yet heard, actually, on this program an athlete's voice about it. So I think it's good to have that perspective and how you perceive things being on the other side of it, Annabelle. Thanks for having us, Jess. No, that's all right. Um, you've been listening to the Victorian Institute of Sport podcast, Elite Insights. If there's anything you want to hear us chat about on the show, um, reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about and we'll see what we can do. Um, and if you haven't, subscribed to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. We're Victorian Institute of Sport everywhere. Um, this has been Elite Insights. We'll see you next time.